Welcome to One Man Brand Radio with Ray Sagern, the radio show for entrepreneurs and business owners, leaders, and dreamers. Learn more at newsradioklbj.com and onemanbrandradio.com. Now, here's Ray. This is the radio show for entrepreneurs, for business owners, leaders, and dreamers, and all of you out there who've decided to become your own boss, welcome. You've got a new home on the radio. My name's Ray Sager, and I'm so glad you're spending some time with us. Maybe you're on a shovel Saturday. Maybe you've spent all week working in your business. Now, let's spend an hour working on your business this morning. Up first today, though, she's a serial entrepreneur. She's an old friend of mine. And her business, Baby Greens, was wildly popular between 2004 and 9, but it went away. And now Sharon Mays is bringing back Baby Greens to my neighborhood right over here, Anderson Lane. I've been driving past it, watching the business unfold, and we're mere days away from the return of Baby Greens to Austin. Please welcome to One Man Brand Radio, Sharon Mays, CEO of Baby Greens. And you guys really are that close to opening, yeah? We are right on top of it. Um, Things are coming together. Things are coming into place. And as it stands right now, we will be open next week. And I'm very excited to say that. Just say Tuesday. Come on. It's three days. Maybe Maybe Tuesday. Maybe Maybe it'll be Tuesday. Probably. It'll probably be Tuesday. You got to put it out there. It's like you said. You got to put it out in the universe. You got to manifest. Manifest. You got to say it out loud. It's been said. That's what's happening. So, I have bad luck though, so maybe nah. too soon. So, so you're 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 loose, you're fun, you're calm, uh, you're calmer than I expect. I, I mean, I know whenever I launch a new radio show or in my business is some of which have have cratered out miserably. <laughs> I mean, you're talking about right there. You know, with, we, yeah, I talk with my clients about you got to have enough rocket fuel to get up into orbit, and I've had some where we didn't get up into orbit. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and, uh, uh, but it's you true. seem you seem calm and relaxed, and just like it seems like you're having a good time with this rebirth of baby greens. Well, it's, you know, it's an amazing time and I'm very excited about it. I had always hoped to be able to get things together to relaunch and it's been a wild year working on this construction and the relaunch and all of the moving pieces to get it ready to reopen. But, you know, the the 30 days before a business goes open to the public, I mean, two days ago, I was not sleeping. I'm still not not like back to my regular eight hours, but once kind of the final piece that we were waiting for to say, can we open? I need this to happen. And once I got the email saying, okay, we're going to be over there at noon on Friday and to be able to say like, okay, well, we can open next week. At first when I said it, I kind of had like that stomach flip-flop sure. thing. But yes. then I was just like, okay, you know, yeah. let's do this. I'm I'm ready. I'm absolutely ready. This is One Man Brand Radio on News Radio KLBJ. Our guest is Sharon Mays, and she's bringing back baby greens. And so, so let's talk about this for a sec. For people who are in, there's a lot of people Absolutely. in Austin in 2016 that weren't here. 0409, whenever, when, right. whenever you had your your first run, um, you're kind of blessed to have some, some. Aside from the fact that you've done other things, including running for city council, and you're, you've got you've got uh, a following in town, but baby greens, there's some there's some people that are ready for you to be open again. Oh my and, gosh, uh, and have been waiting a long you've, time. You've won awards and got great reviews and all that stuff. How does that make it a little different than maybe the first go around when you're like, oh, I don't know if this is gonna work? Yeah, it's very <laughs> different. The first uh, the first time I opened baby greens. 
most people didn't realize that many days I was the only person in there. It's a drive-through only building. So I would be there to take your order and be like, okay, let me go get that for you from the back. And then I would run in the back and make the salad and like do it really quick and then just like put myself together. Thanks so much for coming. Right. And we had time. I had time to figure out what was I was doing. I loved the idea. I believed in healthy fast food, but I'd never run a restaurant before. Now is very different. I mean, I've had people who have asked me regularly for the past seven years, when are you going to open? Oh, yeah. And so to know that it's a blessing to have so many people who love your brand and are so loyal and super excited. But it's also, wow, this is going to be a really public success or failure, however it works. Sure. Like all eyes are on us. And, you know, I think that's a challenge. You also have expectations from a brand perspective. We are a 12 year old brand. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a pause in there, but for all intents and purposes, this brand is 12 years old. Right. And so that also brings other things. And when you think about the evolution of the brand, when I was working on what the design would be, what we were going to do with this brand, it couldn't look like how it looked before because we're, you know, we're a preteen now. We're mm-hmm. not a startup right. brand. And so yeah. people are going to look at us. And and also when you reboot, my main thing was the new baby greens has to be about the present and the future with a nod to the past, mm-hmm. a hat tip to who we were, but about who we are. And it has to be so much more amazing that no one says it was better before. Okay, let, let me take that in a slightly different direction, who you are and who you were. So when I take on clients for my business, I always make them read The E-Myth by Michael Gerber, Absolutely. Which, which of course talks about the entrepreneurial seizure. And like if you're a plumber, just because you know, you're know you a plumber and you're going to work in a plumbing company and you decide someday, hey, I can run my own plumbing company, <laughs> right? And you have that entrepreneurial seizure, but then you realize, oh man, running a plumbing company, just because I'm a good plumber, that means I'm going to be good at running exactly. a plumbing company. Either. So, but you didn't have an entrepreneurial seizure of that stripe because you, I mean, you made it real clear to me all along in the time you, you weren't a, a restaurateur who decided you wanted to run a business. You're an entrepreneur first Absolutely. and foremost. And this was just the business that you happened to do, right? Yeah. In fact, when I told people I was going to open baby greens, most people's first reaction was, can you cook? <laughs> right. So oh four to oh nine, you launched this thing. And uh, again, you're an entrepreneur. You always have it, whether it was the promotional spirit and kind of getting that vibe going. And this was the business you ended up in. I'm kind of curious, what did you learn the first time around that allows you to do things differently this time? Because you really do have this sort of really unique parallel time shift, time travel thing where you're starting baby greens, knowing what, knowing now what you didn't know then. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. I mean, I think that you know, the evolution of an entrepreneur, talking about what you said about a plumber who's like, oh, I'm a great plumber, I'm gonna open my own business. Um, I think one of the biggest challenges as an entrepreneur is to shift from entrepreneur to employer. That is a very different role to play. Not just in that you have employees that are relying on you for their livelihood, but you create an environment in which your business has to succeed. And I think a lot of times when we're entrepreneurs, we talk about like, oh, I'm gonna do things differently. I'm gonna not do it like all these terrible companies that I've worked for. And, And in many ways, absolutely, 
that's a great idea, but there's a lot of infrastructure that comes with a kind of old school business that you need to have. And so when I took a step back, when I closed Baby Greens, I closed it because things were not working in the way that I needed and wanted them to work. And I could not understand what was wrong because we were popular, we were making money, we were on paper successful, but I was so miserable. And not for any particular reason, something was wrong. So the thing that I really had a chance to take a step back and think about was, you know, I worked really hard to have a great work environment. I wanted my people to be treated well and, and be fair and all that kind of stuff. And it was like, I would hire employees and everything would be fine and then it wasn't fine. And I didn't mm -hmm. understand what happened. And so for my industry, for the restaurant industry, you know, a lot of people in the industry feel like, you know, there's a high turnover, people come in and go, and, and that's true for restaurants and retail, but the reason why is because if those businesses are not set up so that if you are my employee and you come in and I look at you and say, what if we found a way to keep Ray for a really long time? Like, what if we created a real opportunity for him to come in and be a part of our team, not just like, we can get nine months to a year out of this guy, that'll be great, we're going to enjoy it while we can. And that was the thing that I needed. And the reason it was like, my employees, everything would be fine until it wasn't was because they stopped being challenged. And even though they're hourly employees, they loved their job. But after a while, no one enjoys coming in every day to just do the one thing they do. And there's no path that this is going to. Oh, this is good stuff. Sharon, you got to hang around for another segment. We got to take a quick break first, though. This is One Man Brand Radio. Sit tight. We'll be back with Sharon. Baby Greens opens in three days. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do more next here on One Man Brand Radio on News Radio KLBJ. It's One Man Brand Radio for shortcut content. You know, writing can be hard, especially for a lot of folks, but talking, hey, that's easy. And some of us know, especially business owners know, we need to write, but we put it off. Maybe it's a blog or a white paper, a press release. Hey, maybe it's a book, but writing, I know, it's hard. But talking is easy, and that's the magic of Shortcut Content, a little company that makes writing easy because the writing is driven by real conversations with real professional interviewers. You don't have to dictate anything. Just have a conversation, and Shortcut Content will take it from there. And when you mention One Man Brand Radio, you get a 10% discount on all services with Shortcut Content. I swear by them. I've been a customer for years, and I want you to do the same. Check them out now online at shortcutcontent.com because writing's hard, but talking is easy. Shortcut content. You're listening to One Man Brand Radio with Ray Sager on News Radio KLBJ. Now, here's Ray. All right, we're back here. <laughs> News Radio KLBJ. I'm Ray Sagan. This is One Man Brand Radio. My guest this morning is Sharon Mays. Uh, baby Greens is her baby, and it's back. It's Opening back. up this week after a hiatus, and we're we're talking to Sharon. Uh, would it be fair to call you a serial entrepreneur? I think that's fair. Okay. Yeah, I like the, <laughs> I, I don't like the ring of that. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've opened a couple of... I had yeah. opened a business before I opened Baby Greens, and I've started businesses since Baby Greens, and I will 
start more businesses after this relaunch. So one of the first things for me and like you record label concerts on and on through the years and things like that. Okay. Up in Tulsa, got out of ready to start a newspaper loosely styled on the Chronicle a week before nine 11. Not good. (laughs) Failure. (laughs) Failure is part of, it's part of the deal of being an entrepreneur and especially serial entrepreneurs like you and me, right? If this advertising business or this radio show goes south, I'm going to do something else. It's not like I'm going to go look for a job. You know, it's going to be something else. Two-part question, one. So number one, how do you make your peace with, you, you got to skin your knee to learn some things along the way. And then also, uh, what, how, what advice do you give for, uh, because that's hard to internalize sometimes, to, to, or excuse me, to not in, sort of internalize the yeah, failure. You know what I mean? it is. It's really hard to not feel like a failure when your business does not turn out the way that you wanted it to. I mean, a lot of businesses are successful, not just because of the idea or the entrepreneur timing, just like you said with your paper in 9-11, timing plays a big role in it, um, the people that you're working with. So when things don't work out, it's, it's definitely a hard kick to the ego. Most entrepreneurs have poured a lot of their heart and soul and blood, sweat and tears into it. And so to walk away, I mean, that to me was the hardest part when I, said out loud to my attorney was the first person I said, like, I don't know if I can do this anymore. And that was hard. And it took me a long time from the first time I said it and to actually be able to say like, okay, this is now ending. And it hurt. And I was very sad for a long time. But I think that the first failure that you go through, the first big one that you go through, I think you learn lessons if you're going to continue on the path. I think that's kind of, to me, the pound of flesh that you pay when you're an entrepreneur is, can you make it through to the other side? Some people don't, and that's fine. Being an entrepreneur is not for everybody. Sometimes you have to start a business and go through it and realize, you know what, I would rather work for someone else. I'd rather be an entrepreneur. But if you're going to really be in this game, like that to me is the the price you're going to pay mm-hmm. is truly putting a little skin in the game of falling on your face potentially publicly, potentially losing a lot of money, um, Mm. losing time, which is precious. I think that if anyone is going through that, has gone through it, I think the biggest part to know is absolutely every entrepreneur has gone through this. There's maybe like some small percentage of of entrepreneurs who have never failed and Mm. they are complete outliers. Mm. We've all been through it. Mm -hmm. And you learn along the way. The The part of why I'm so calm about Baby Greens now is because I've already done this. Mm-hmm. And every business I start, I go into it knowing I have already done some form of this. You confided it in me when we were talking about version 1.0 of Baby Greens that you had a vision and it wasn't playing out. It was more of a, of a franchise yeah. scenario that you that you had in your mind, right? And it wasn't playing out that way. What do you bring from that in terms of, is it still, are you still looking to franchise Baby Greens at this stage of the game or is it? Absolutely. Yeah? And that's why I created Baby Greens. And so to me, I think, you know, when I had the idea for Baby Greens, it was definitely very early in its time and I believed in it but Uh I didn't set it up to be what it would become so it really became a life of its own and Uh and was like a child that grew up and ran away from me like I couldn't control it anymore and we were off track and so now coming into it knowing that 
as an entrepreneur, I think it's very important when you start a business to really think not just about how to launch and to become profitable. Like I think mm-hmm. that's what we all think about. You really want to think about the alpha and omega. Right. Where do you want this to go? When do you jump off? Do you are, are you going to sell this to someone else? Yes. Are you going to start? Are you going to expand? Like to really sit down and breathe some life into the dream all the way, not just enough to say like, I want to get this started and, and lease the space and do whatever and, and get my open for business sign up. It's you really need to think about it because when you open it up, it, it does become an entity on its own. And if you don't have a plan for where your brand is going to go or how your business is mm-hmm. going to go, you will lose control. You can potentially end up in a place that you never wanted to be mm-hmm. and and then your business isn't what you created. So, yeah, if you if you don't have a roadmap, you can get it up anywhere, right? Exactly. I'll tell you, you know, it's funny we talk about franchising in particular because, you know, the key to making a franchise work is obviously it's that operational excellence. Early on, right, when I started my ad agency, to me, no disrespect because I know this is, this is where you're headed with it, but from my point of view as a writer primarily, I mean, I got into – I did have the entrepreneurial seizure. I mean, it, to me it was – I can write a good enough ad to own an ad agency. Well, hold on, you know, <laughs> a whole lot more than just writing ads. But you know, I took some franchise writing on writing franchise manuals to to pay the bills in those right. first couple of years. And it's like it's it's tedious writing. It's like open the door and enter the building <laughs> safely, exactly. you know. And, but but it requires that level of specificity to to transfer it to where franchises almost have to be dummy proof. You, you I mean, because yeah. because legally they're 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 saying I'm buying into your system. Make Make me, make me whole as I give you my money. And that's right? what they're buying is yeah. a fully baked concept. I hired a consulting group to create my franchise company the first time around with Baby Greeds. And I literally had a consultant who met me at the restaurant when I arrived and just like walked behind me and wrote down mm-hmm. everything I did. It drove me crazy. But that was the thing I learned. He's like, there are so many things that you do that you take for granted right. mm-hmm. that if someone else is going to duplicate this they need to know every little step it's not just make a salad and sell it to someone and then say thank you that's how you make this business work you know there are people that make that business work but you can't make a franchise work that way for sure no absolutely because it's not scalable it's It's not repeatable exactly one of the things you said in the last segment you were talking about your the difference between where along the way you go from entrepreneur to employer right and one of the things i I tell our clients is you've got it's like a triangle most you got the the story you can say anything you want about yourself right but ultimately if your employees can't internalize what you you say and and make that part of the culture and they deliver the culture if they don't believe it there's no morale then they're not going to do it no matter right. what you say exactly. and then the third part is the experience the customer doesn't feel it then work its way through to the customer what thoughts have you put into what is the culture of baby greens 2.0 based on what you learned last time and again to this idea of systems that ultimately a baby greens in peoria you want to have the same culture right so Absolutely. what thought do you put into that and how do you transfer that sort of that sort of mojo to your employees whether they're on anderson lane or peoria illinois i always felt like my employees were so important to me but i didn't bake that into what we were doing i didn't 
make that a part of the actual tangible culture. And so now with my business, of course I love our customers, we value our customers, but to me at the top of that pyramid is our employees, is providing a great work environment, but also getting them really bought into what we do. The thing I tell my staff is that we are not just serving salads. First and foremost, we're a part of someone's everyday experience and we're gonna be one of the best parts of their experience. I fully believe healthy food makes people happy, but everything about this experience is positive and upbeat and it's bright and fun and we're gonna have a great time inside. We are going to grow this company and grow these people with this company so that everything about Baby Greens becomes an amazing experience. I have done a lot of different things in my career and the thing that I always wanted to do when I was a child, I wanted to be a doctor. And even working in marketing and, and having a marketing agency, I've always just wanted to help people. I love helping people. I love the feeling of helping people. And one of the things about being an employer and even becoming a franchisor is saying, I have the ability to affect someone's life in a really great way. And I love that. And I want to be able to have my employees understand what we're doing and that fast food is not a dirty four letter word. We are a fast food restaurant. Healthy fast food is something that does exist and can exist and needs to be accessible to everyone, but also creating jobs where people who are coming in at various points of their life can come and become a part of it. Great exposure on the radio here. Go ahead and hook up the lemon vinaigrette <laughs> recipe. Can we do that? Can you just slide that oh, just right here? Just a little I can't. Bit. I, I'm trying to hack it from memory back in 0409. And, uh, you know, it's funny is we used to have a customer who would come in and she was determined to to learn the chili lime dressing recipe and she literally had a notepad and a pen in her car and she would ask everyone like a different ingredient she was determined to crack the code okay so it's got jalapenos in it okay so it's got lime juice in it so uh unfortunately i don't tell anyone the recipes i'm sorry we're friends it, it, but we even old have... even old friends back to the radio days <laughs> what's, a, what's a man gotta do to get a get a Get a dressing recipe around here. I can't wait to serve you that low-fat lemon vinaigrette. Hey, look, the harmonic convergence of the universe is like this. Baby Greens is back in about 72 hours. And not only that, it's on my street in my neighborhood between my office, my kids' school, and my house. Clear evidence of a higher power at work Absolutely. in my life. Uh, Sharon, thanks so much for being with us today. Thank here you on, for having on me. On One Man Brand Radio here on KLBJ. Sit tight. The news is next. one-man brand radio for shortcut content. You know, writing can be hard, especially for a lot of folks, but talking, hey, that's easy. And some of us know, especially business owners know, we need to write, but we put it off. Maybe it's a blog or a white paper, a press release. Hey, maybe it's a book, but writing, I know it's hard, but talking is easy. And that's the magic of shortcut content, a little company that makes writing easy because the writing is driven by real conversations with real professional interviewers. You don't have to dictate anything. Just have a conversation and shortcut content will take it from there. And when you mention One Man Brand Radio, you get a 10% discount on all services with shortcut content. I swear by them. I've been a customer for years, and I want you to do the same. Check them out now online at shortcutcontent.com because writing's hard, but talking is easy. Shortcut content. Mm -hmm.
Listening to One Man Brand Radio with Ray Sagern on News Radio KLBJ. Now, here's Ray. Ah, yes, we're back here on One Man Brand Radio. I'm Ray Sagern. Thanks for being here this morning. We sort of rounded the curve and are heading for home now. And in this next segment, I'm bringing back in one of my producers, Monica Ballard. Good morning, Monica. Good morning, Ray. Appreciate you being here. So, you know, we don't talk a lot of politics on One Man Brand Radio, right? It is a safe space for politics. We don't talk any politics. We don't. I mean, I mean at all. Nope, nope. I mean, we're here on this news talk radio stations where politics fill the airwaves, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. round the clock. But I say no. I say no, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Not on one man brain radio because what you know he you know he's on this side she's on that side and her people said this and his people retorted and on and on and on and I'm only here about the business. Yeah, I mean your business, your everyone's business. I'm here about everyone's business. Yeah. Thank you very much. So, but that said, I feel like mere days from the election, we have a unique opportunity with this segment of this show to explore two scenarios, and it's kind of, do you remember the old Reese's Cups commercial, the chocolate and the peanut butter and the peanut butter and the chocolate? Yeah, yeah. So what we've got here are two instances on opposite ends of the spectrum, neither of which inform the red versus blue presidential thing up at the highest uh, part of the food chain, all right? (laughs) Thank goodness. One is a local politician who got a little of our advertising in his politics, okay? (laughs) And then the second instance is a local company far, far away who got a little bit of politics in their advertising. (laughs) So we're going to look at those two examples in this next segment of One Man Brand Radio. I got to tell you, I'm feeling very Ira Glass right about now. (laughs) You're the great mediator. And we're going to dive in by starting with a guy who I first got to know in my earliest incarnations of being a young radio cub here in Austin for six years, I broad I worked for the NPR affiliate here and was the broadcast anchor for the city council meetings every Thursday. And I followed that up a couple of years, two and a half years after that. We're talking about from the mid to late 80s to the mid 90s. Spent the next few years after that chasing news stories for a couple of guys name of Sam and Bob you may have heard of. Yeah. Okay. So in that time, I got to know this guy, Gerald Doherty, Mm -hmm. who at the time was a a politico who brushed up against things down at City Hall. And and of course, since then, in the 20 years that I've not talked to him until right now, uh, he's, of course, become one of our incumbent uh, county commissioners who's running for re-election this year, Mm -hmm. which brings us to a 60-second TV ad that Commissioner Doherty created that has captured the national zeitgeist. So as we we bring in uh, Commissioner Doherty now, uh, do we got a good line here? Uh, Commissioner, is that you? It's me, Ray. All right. Well, it's been a minute, sir, or a couple of decades, actually. How you been? I'm good, man. What's going on with you? Doing great, sir. You know, here on One Man Brand Radio, we don't talk politics at all in terms of this side or that side. And for a guy who runs an ad agency like me, frankly, we don't even talk about advertising that much. But you've really caught the zeitgeist of national politics with this TV ad that you did. Let me just run down the laundry list of people giving you attention for this ad that you did. 
and this is just what I've seen so far, ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox, CNN, Huffington Post, Morning Joe, the list goes on and on and on. So I guess first and foremost, did you guys anticipate that you'd get this sort of response? And what's the roller coaster ride been getting all this national attention? I mean, right, this thing, I mean, we're just all giggling about it. We're going, I, I, I popped something back to somebody that I knew. I said, I think we are on every continent now except for Antarctica. Yeah, right. It's being called the political ad everybody wanted to see. It's being called the breath of fresh air. And, you know, it, it, the political climate so much these days is sort of that attack dog style of ad that this completely goes against. Let's do this. For people who are listening this morning that maybe haven't seen the video of the commercial you created, let's do this. Before we do anything, let's, let's, let's hear the audio of it. That's what we can do on the radio, right? And, uh, and then I'll get you to weigh in on it. And to set the stage, the setting for the commercial is on the commissioner's back porch. We've got room to put 2,700 people in our jail, and it costs us about $103 a day. Gerald really doesn't have any hobbies. Last year's tax rate was 0.4169. This year, we could take that down to 3838. So is he always like that? Yeah, all the time which means that the 3838 is probably going to go somewhere between 3838 and 41.69. Most people leave their work at the office. We got three light rail cars. You can put 60 people on each car. So even if you add two cars, you're talking about maybe 300 people that are affected. There are a million people in this community. I mean, that is 0 0.01 to the eighth power. If you round it off, it's zero. All he wants to do is fix things. So I got this 18-wheeler that's parked in this neighborhood. If you infuse all over the place, but quite frankly, it's not a code violation. You know, I think I like helping around the house here. Please reelect Gerald. Please. All right, so that's the audio of this TV commercial that has become a social media phenomenon. It's a, it's a, it's a media media phenomenon, and it's a bona fide viral video hit with millions of views worldwide now. Commissioner, please, all due respect, resist the urge to politic here. Don't talk politics with me. Talk shop with me. How did the idea, when did the light bulb go off, and how did, the, did we take the idea uh, from idea to script to video shoot to a finished commercial? Well, Ray, I mean, you know, not, not I don't want you to take it as an advertisement, but I've had a guy that's always worked with me since I've been running for office back to 2002. <clears throat> His name is Chad Crow, and and I just trust him implicitly. I mean, you know, because he's just so darn creative. And, um, you know, a couple of months ago when we decided that, you know, we were going to do uh, TV radio for my campaign, uh, he came to me and he said, you know, he said, I got this idea. He said, have you ever seen that sitcom, The Office? I think it's called The Office on television. I don't know. I don't watch a lot of television. I said, no, Chad, I don't know what that is. And he said, well, he said, play with me here. He said, I'm, I got an idea that I want to do with you and Charlene. Um And I said, hey, I mean, you know, you're you're the pro doing this. And so I had no idea what it was going to be because I didn't know what The Office, I guess that's what the show is called. Sure. And uh, just just played along. I mean, just, you know, I'm, 
picked a place where we were going to do it, and and uh, he said, "Okay, uh, we'll we'll be ready." And so I came over there with another couple, and I don't I thought I think they thought that they were going to be part of a larger group. Well, it just turned out that um, that. Ken and Becky were the only two uh, that was, you know, going to be part of it, and we ended up spending six hours shooting it just because it was a lot more intricate than what I thought. Um, but you know, I didn't. I mean, even after it was done and after I saw it, I went, well, it's kind of, you know, kind of lighthearted, kind of cute. It's, it, you know, it, it smacks, you know, right, you know, between the eyes. I mean, for both Charlotte and myself. Um, so I thought, okay, well, maybe that could be a little effective. Oh my God, Ray! I mean, as you said, this thing has gone so crazy um, that um, hey, it is what it is. But that's how it got put together. This is One Man Brand Radio. Our guest this morning is County Commissioner Gerald Doherty, who's up for re-election, and a TV ad of his has drawn particular attention nationwide, indeed worldwide, social media and real media for sort of cutting against the grain of standard political ads. Now, Commissioner, straight up, you've got a job. <laughs> you're, you're a sitting county commissioner, and and you're electioneering. I mean, you've got to be out kissing babies and doing the thing you do during the election cycle. I'm sure it has to be nice, all this attention, but is it a little bit unmanageable to keep up with all the media attention that you've been getting these last several days? Well, it's pretty amazing because... I am the commissioner, <laughs> and so I've got a day job. Um, so between doing your day job and trying to squeeze in a campaign um, is challenging enough. But this ad has created something that my wife and I were up at 5.30 this morning because we were on two programs, one in Chicago and one, I think, out of Boston or whatever. Um, so it's it's unbelievable. My wife is like, "Did you have any idea?" And so it's it's added a dimension to everything that I'm having to do, just you know, as my daily life. Um, that you know, quite frankly, has taken a little juggling. One Man Brand Radio on News Radio KLBJ. Our guest this segment is County Commissioner. Gerald Doherty. Ger- uh, Commissioner, I appreciate your, your willingness to sort of talk shop with us instead of politics. Give us a little peek behind the curtain. So what about negative advertising in politics? This ad you're getting so much attention for clearly cuts against that grain. But the reason why so much political advertising is so negative, to my eye, is because it works. What's your take? Well, Ray, it's not very difficult for me to do because it's who I am. I mean, I've never done um uh, attacking aggressive advertisement each time that I've run so it really is uh very typical of me i mean i i mean just my philosophy in running for office is is that i think that a person ought to be able to share a message as to what they think is important um and what they would try to do uh, to, to to deal and to take care of that, and uh, and to tell people that, and 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 that really is what the ad is about. I mean, how much I think about the job. My wife just this morning, when being asked, um, she said, "Well, that really is who he is." I mean, and that's kind of who I am. I mean, you know, now her eye rolling and all the stuff that you know, is so visually, you know, entertaining, I suppose. 
Um, but people that know us well said, well, that's really who y'all are. Um, so I'm, I mean, I, I think that um, it, it's not anything that we felt like was going to, like, stand out as much as it obviously has. Uh-huh. So we are, you know, we're, we're, we're as amazed as I think most people are. Let's get you out of here on that sentiment. What is the message here? What is the takeaway from this ad? What does it mean? Why do you think it's captured the zeitgeist of the nation the way it has? I mean, I've gotten to the point right now where when people start asking me, media people like yourself, start asking me about, well, why do you think this thing has taken off like this? I mean, I turn it around and go, well, shoot, y'all are the people that's so entertained by it that you're reaching out to to us. I mean, y'all tell me why you think it is, you know, so uh, uh, captivating, if you will. Man, I will take that challenge. Okay, here's why I think your ad is connecting the way it is. And, and okay, so people say it cuts against the grain. Fine. It, 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 it's, it's a breath, a refreshing breath of fresh air in a negative election. Fine. But as it was taught to me by my business partner, and I run an ad agency. I create ads all day, every day. The best advertising works. Advertising works the best when it has a reality hook, Okay advertising that holds a mirror up to the viewer or the listener and and they see themselves reflected back uh, out of the ad, right? So I think what you guys did with that ad to memorable effect was to present yourself as this guy, kind of that guy at the party who may be a little awkward in that scenario and that's where you guys use that style of the office so well. But a guy who might be a little annoying and awkward at the dinner party, which you've exaggerated to effect, is still a, that's the guy you want maybe in the trenches uh, working for you in politics. Now, usually, Commissioner, this is where I say, but what do I know? I'm just the guy who writes the ads. But of course, I didn't write this ad. But since we're commenting on ad writing, uh, that's my two cents. What do you think? Well, great response. I mean, you know, I'll I'll take that response and I'll try to meld it into, you know, uh, my next response when I get asked. (laughs) Well, all right then, Commissioner. No attribution necessary. And (laughs) that's great. That's great. Appreciate you making some time for us this morning here on One Man Brand Radio. Thanks so much, Ray. All right, then we are up against a break. We will come back to wrap up the show here on News Radio KLBJ. But sort of an interesting spin. Remember, I started that last segment with the commissioner saying that there were two ads we're going to listen to. Uh, since we ran a little long there, we'll deal with the other one coming back, which is let's take it to the other end of the spectrum. This isn't a. Uh, a politician bringing an interesting spin into his advertising, but instead a maybe an unexpected category of business that's bringing the politics into its advertising. Let's explore that a little bit next. When One Man Brand Radio continues, you can find us online all the time at onemanbrandradio.com. I'm Ray Sagarin. Thanks so much for being here. And we will be back next to wrap up the show when One Man Brand Radio continues next here on News Radio KLBJ.
It's One Man Brand Radio for shortcut content. You know, writing can be hard, especially for a lot of folks, but talking, hey, that's easy. And some of us know, especially business owners know, we need to write, but we put it off. Maybe it's a blog or a white paper, a press release. Hey, maybe it's a book, but writing, I know, it's hard. But talking is easy, and that's the magic of Shortcut Content, a little company that makes writing easy because the writing is driven by real conversations with real professional interviewers. You don't have to dictate anything. Just have a conversation, and Shortcut Content will take it from there. And when you mention One Man Brand Radio, you get a 10% discount on all services with Shortcut Content. I swear by them. I've been a customer for years, and I want you to do the same. Check them out now online at shortcutcontent.com because writing's hard, but talking is easy. Shortcut content. You're listening to One Man Brand Radio with Ray Sagern on News Radio KLBJ. Now, here's Ray. All right, all right, all right. We are online at onemanbrandradio.com. You can find us on our social channels. It's all pretty much at One Man Brand Radio. Easy to find on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, getting you out of here today, I want to want to take a minute and make sure that you know about what I believe I'm saying is the best kept secret for business owners in Central Texas, and that's Wizard Academy. Wizard Academy is a nonprofit business school. Sort of out in the foothills there as you get out towards Driftwood. If you've ever driven out to the Salt Lake at 1826, you may have seen the signs that say Wizard Academy pointing uh, uh, to the left on Crystal Hills Road there. Uh, I've been through a ton of classes there over the last 10 years. It's a forward-thinking business school. Monica, I know you've been actively uh, done some stuff there. It's a 21st century business school and uh, really, as you say, cutting edge in an environment where you can't help but open up your brain and let everything in. All right, so there are some great classes coming up at Wizard Academy, which you can find online at wizardacademy.org. I'm looking forward to this class, which I've already signed up for. It's only $250, and it's uh, called, this is the title of the class, is How to Sell Upscale Products. The instructor on this class is Chris Maddock, who is a veteran marketer and writer, and he's taught several classes out there that I've been part of at Wizard Academy. Always learn a lot from Chris Maddock when uh, uh, we take a class, and usually those classes can be two or three days, but this one in an afternoon, they're cramming a lot of significant information in there. You don't have to uh, you know, take off a full day or two. It's just your Friday afternoon out there uh, learning some new techniques uh, on how to... Uh, Roll all of this into whatever you do for your business. So many people who take classes at Wizard Academy say it's it's unlike any other uh, courses that they've taken because they can utilize the information right away. It's not one of those things where, where you go back to work and you go, wait, what did I learn? Why did I take that day off? It's very, very useful. Now, we talk about taking two and three days on some of these classes. There are a couple of uh, of larger classes that are coming up, uh, end of November into the beginning of December. The changing face of marketing is November 30th and December 1st with a Man, uh, th- this lineup of teachers includes Roy H. Williams, and you've uh, also got Jeffrey and Brian Eisenberg, who are going to be part of this. Uh, a great class to be taught there. And then coming up in first quarter of 2017, the granddaddy of them all, Magical Worlds, is the class that Wizard Academy was essentially founded upon mm-hmm. and uh, taught by uh, founder Roy H. Williams himself. Gosh, the first time I took 
Wizard Academy's uh, Magical Worlds class. It was back in 2001. Wow. Yeah, yeah. It was only like the third time they had done this. And uh, we came up with a, a class name for ourselves. And this was back when the Academy was in Buda, out in a retrofitted garage out back behind uh, uh, Roy's house there. And it's now on the sprawling 30-acre campus in southwest Austin. Let me double back for a sec. I was talking about the class uh, November 30th, December 1st, the changing face of marketing. This really t- uh, teaches you how to, to market to millennials and their parents. talks a lot about social media. I mentioned Jeffrey and Brian Eisenberg, the best-selling uh, authors, also, Roy Williams, co-author of uh, Pendulum, Michael Drew is going to be there, and Ryan Dice is like an online direct response marketing expert. You get all those guys in there in a two-day class, and, and that's my favorite part about taking classes at Wizard Academy. It's just you get so much information, and you really do uh, leave campus sort of invigorated with a, with a new lens through which to see the world and with some actionable items to take back into the workplace with you. Again, you can learn more about Wizard Academy online at their website. You can register for classes there. It's wizardacademy.org. Wizard Academy is also the home of the world-famous free wedding chapel, Chapel Dulcinea, and to my knowledge, now correct me if I'm wrong here, Monica, because it's not really my jam, but I think the only place in the free world where you can become a whiskey sommelier, is that right? <laughs> That's absolutely right. Once again, that website is wizardacademy.org. Sign up for a class, squeegee the third eye, broaden your horizons, and check it out at wizardacademy.org. Monica, thanks for being here. I'm Ray Sagarn. Thanks for joining us today for One Man Brand Radio, and we will catch you back here next Saturday morning for another edition of One Man Brand Radio here on News Radio KLBJ.